Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Time is flying by, but look at the havoc and look at the destruction that they've done to our country in such a short period of time. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. So let's give this peace project the focus and the commitment and the resources of a wartime effort, our Marshall Plan. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 227. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program. Um, in a series, you, you really can't even call them gaffes. Anybody can make a gaffe. That's very different. But clearly, this is the cognitive struggling president that we have. Um, this trip to Europe was an unmitigated failure and disaster. Uh, Biden asked about a, a possible chemi- chemical weapons attack and tells reporters it would trigger a response in kind. And then it only got worse. He's speaking to 
U.S. troops in Poland and tells them when you're in Ukraine, when you when you're there, you'll see it for yourself. That was a gaffe. Uh, White House again has to clean it up. Then on Saturday, he basically sounds like he's calling for regime change when he says that Vladimir Putin has to go. Um, and they had to clean up that mess. Listen, Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Okay, they cleaned it up once, and after they cleaned it up, he makes the comments yet again, which means that nobody has any clue what Joe Biden is going to say at any moment of any day. Senator uh, Rand Paul of Kentucky is with us. Um, Senator Paul, thank you for being with us. Um, I liked your idea, and frankly, I stole it and adopted it, the idea that if we supply weaponry to Ukrainians that are willing to protect their own country, that they should pay for them. I agree with you. What do you think yeah, of these gaffes? You know, the thing is, is that I think it's really a national security risk to have President Biden speak off the cuff. And so the people around him, for the sake of our country and for the sake of avoiding some sort of accidental war, need to really seriously limit how much time he is in front of cameras or in front of microphones, make sure that it's very well scripted, encourage him to stay on the script, because his emotions and his cognitive decline, I think, allow him to say things that uh, could, could lead to an escalation of war. I mean, the idea that it's our policy to have regime change in Russia is not just a small mistake. That's that's not just a little error. That's something that, 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 that could, could start World War Three, yeah. Senator. This is that, it's that serious. And by the way, the Wall Street Journal echoed your comments in an editorial yesterday. I'm not sure if you read it. Yeah, and that, you know, the one thing is, is with regard to the chemical attack that I think has not been stated enough is think of it this way. We always ask the question, what will the U.S. do if the Russians use a chemical attack? The better question is this. What do you think the Ukrainians will do if they use chemical weapons on them? My guess is the response is going to be to fight. It already probably is to fight to the death against this invasion. But if you use even more gruesome means of killing indiscriminately civilians, they need to be worried about the Ukrainian response, not the U.S. response. I'm, but I, I'm, not, is, I'm not certain that Ukraine has that capability, Senator. Do you, well, you they, probably... they're showing it right now. They're showing it right now. They have the ability to kill Russians and to kill invaders. They've fought it to a standstill, and there's some some talk of them pushing back. There's now talk of Putin redirecting from Kiev over to the eastern parts. And now I think the Ukrainians are doing a hell of a job. But the thing is, is people need to realize that if they use more gruesome attacks and more attacks on civilians, it'll be a never-ending war. It's a war that Ukrainians. You think people are going to rest if you kill their people, if you kill your relatives with chemical weapons? So this isn't. We always think it's about us. But Putin needs to take into regard what happens if he uses chemical weapons on the Ukrainians. Because the Ukrainians are the ones killing Russian soldiers, killing Russian generals. And guess what? My guess is they fight fiercer, longer, and they don't give in if he does this. So there there are two requisites for that, though, Senator. One is the weaponry. And, and frankly, the majority of that weaponry should be provided by Europe and NATO countries, uh, not necessarily the U.S., uh, but secondly, I mean, we have this other problem, and that is the NATO alliance addiction to Russian oil and gas. And and they decided that, what, they're going to have a task force study alternative ways to get new energy into Europe. Um, these are the things that Donald Trump was warning about in 2017 and 18. And, and lo and behold, here we are. 
if the Germans would get a lick of sense and expand their ability to have all forms of energy, we've got plenty of coal. We'll sell them from Kentucky. But you can't just give up on energy forms. And they gave up on them too quickly and too precipitously. So they gave up almost entirely on coal. They gave up almost entirely on nuclear, all in the space of a few years. They created this dependency on Russia. And now they've seen where it's gotten. I think they are actually reassessing. But, yeah, we have lots of stuff we can sell them, liquid nitrogen gas. Nitrogen, liquid nitrogen gas, uh, as well as coal, as well as... Uh, but, all right, technology. so let, let's, let's put aside their idiotic task force because the, they need to have a greater sense of urgency like you have and I have. What is the quickest way to supply the oil, gas, coal, energy that is needed in Western Europe uh, and get it there? Now, I would imagine Canada can be part of the solution. We can be part of the solution. Um, other friendly countries can be part of the solution. Maybe they can restart their nuclear plants in Germany, for example, which was stupid to shut them down. Um, and how quickly can we do it instead of, you know, waiting four months for a task force? By that time, the war is probably over, Senator. The thing that probably can ramp up the most quickly, I think it's harder to get nuclear power plants and coal plants back started again if they've diminished. If they're still burning coal, you can ramp that up. If they're still using nuclear, they can ramp that up. If they've mothballed I th- it. I, I they think they mothballed it and shut yeah. it down. So it, might, it would take a while to probably get it up and but running natural, again. Yeah, but natural gas and oil, you know, our production domestically went from like 13 million barrels of oil a day down to under 2 million because of all the things that Biden instituted, no drilling on federal lands, pipeline policy, not letting Anwar open up. But we have the capacity to completely fulfill our needs. So if we completely fulfill our needs, we were getting about 7% from Russia. That's 7% more that's out there as far as the supply helps somewhat with the price. But the other thing is, is that I think we have the ability also to export to them. Even now we can export some. So can some of the Middle Eastern countries. And uh, no, I think we can get through this. And and by the way, if those Middle Eastern countries want us to ally with them against Iranian hegemony and that threat in the region, They'd be smart to do so. Now, here's the dangerous part, though, Senator. And, uh, you know, when I when I look at what the deal that is emerging with the Iranian mullahs, what they're going to get tens of billions of dollars in sanctioned money that they they don't have access to. They might get a a deal with Russia to build a 10 billion dollar nuclear facility. Um, there won't be any place, anytime inspections. They'll continue their their pursuit of nuclear weapons. And then we're going to import oil from Iran, and then they're sending emissaries over to Venezuela to talk to the murdering dictator thug there and lift sanctions on Venezuela and let them get rich again, too? How stupid are these people? That, that That's the dumbest foreign policy I've ever heard. I think the answer is ramping up domestic production, and we have a lot of domestic oil. We have enough under Anwar in Alaska that if we were producing oil from there, would completely replace the Middle East. So the annual importation of oil from the Middle East could be completely supplanted just from one big oil field. But it's not. Senator, you and I both know because of these climate alarmist religious cultists and new Green Deal socialist Democrats, you and I both know that's not going to happen under Joe Biden. But as a consequence of it not happening, the guys, the gas price will continue to go through the roof. And guess what? Come November, voters are going to look at generalized inflation across the board in the grocery store and an exacerbation of inflation, even worse inflation with gas prices. And guess what? Who's in charge of government? The House, the Senate and the presidency, Democrats. They are going to be punished like you've never seen punishment because they're not doing anything to fix the problem of inflation. And they're wanting to spend more money, print up more money at the Fed. And that's exactly what causes inflation. 
situation. So we're destined for more of this. You know, it's it's really chilling to me, the scenario we have. Quick break more with Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky on the other side. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. We'll get to your calls right after that. As we continue, Senator Rand Paul is with us. Then we'll get to your calls, 800-941-SHAWN, our number today. Um, I've really thought very deeply about all of this and what America's role should be. And and you have been a, 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 a voice, a conscience for this country not getting engaged in foreign conflicts. And I've, to me, the only option we have is the Reagan doctrine and the Trump doctrine. Reagan doctrine is what he did with the Mujahideen in the in the 80s when the former Soviet Union invaded, uh, what he did with the freedom fighting Contras in Nicaragua against the Sandinistas and Daniel Ortega. The, the Trump doctrine is bomb the living hell out of the caliphate and just bomb them out of existence and take out Soleimani and Baghdadi and the Al Qaeda leader in Yemen. Um I don't see that Joe Biden even has a doctrine. That's even more chilling to me. Well, I think the idea of peace through strength and arming people who are opposing tyranny is a seems to be working better than people anticipated with regard to Ukraine. Agreed. With to, yeah, with regard to Iran, it's a different story and more complicated in many ways. So, for example, I don't think anybody's really provoke, promoting a conventional war at this point with Iran, but we do have to realize that uh, Israel is incredibly powerful and that there is a deterrent to this idea of mutual assured destruction. So we're Iran. We don't want Iran to have a nuclear weapon. Weapon, but they're heading in that direction. And the were they to get a nuclear weapon, what do you think they think of the odds of, of launching it on Israel when Israel has four? Well, wait a minute, Senator. Why, why, why are we even allowing? Uh, th- this is insanity to me to allow Russia at this moment in history and China at this moment in history, because I believe they will pursue their territorial ambitions for ta- Taiwan. Why are we allowing them to broker a deal between us and Iran? When Iran chants death to America, death to Israel, why would we even want to deal with Iran? I think it's easy to point out the problems with the Iran agreement, but we have to also acknowledge the other side. We left the Iran agreement, and since we left the Iran agreement, since we've put on more sanctions, since we've had maximum pressure, since there's been assassination of Iranian scientists, the Iranian response has been to enrich greater and to get much closer. So they say, you know, a year ago it was a... They were a year away from a bomb. Now they say they're much closer to a bomb because they've enriched much more uranium to a higher level. I, I've, I've heard six months, Senator. What have you heard? I can't go into the details of it. I just say it's a lot less than one year, and that's what they used to say. So, getting well, you can't you can say Hannity it up. You're not often wrong. You can't say that. As bad, as bad as the agreement was, and I had criticism for the agreement. Unfortunately, getting out of the agreement has led Iran to react, and their reaction has been to increase enrichment of uranium. So that's what I mean. It's a conundrum. It's easy to say, well, the agreement's not going to be good. It's not even going to be as good as the last one. That's probably true. But then no agreement, we have to say, how do you stop them from getting a nuclear weapon? And the truth is this, as they have more enriched uranium, they only need a small amount. 
So let's just say, and I'm making up these numbers, let's say you needed 10,000 pounds of uranium at 20%. Once you get to 60%, you need like a much smaller amount. Once you get to 90%, now we're talking about as much as goes in a bucket probably or smaller. So you can disperse that and hide that way underground. It becomes almost impossible to militarily destroy it, and you can't destroy the knowledge. So that's why I've been at least one Republican who says, yes, you do have to have negotiations. But I can tell you that I think it's worse. I, I, I just don't, to, to me, it's like negotiating with Hitler. I mean, you, you have mullahs in charge that are are brutal murderers, the number one state sponsor of terror. And where do you begin the discussion when they start out with uh, chanting death to America, death to Israel? I don't I don't see where where, where you find common ground with those people. Right. But then the next question, though, and I, you know, you make good points. The agreement wasn't good, and this one probably won't be either, but what is the alternative? And so if the alternative is nothing and maximum pressure and leaving the agreement led to higher enrichment, I think if you do nothing, they are headed towards a bottom. Well, that everything you're saying is predicated on your belief that, and you probably have more intel than I do, that they are, uh, they do have more enrichment of uranium. Now, I do believe at that point it's going to become a, it's going to become an inflection point and a tipping point for the world. Now, do we have the ability to get to their facilities that are buried deep underground? I would argue we probably do with bunker buster bombs and, and other weaponry. And the only other option, in my view, would be to take the sites out. Um, I don't think there's any other option short of that, because allowing them to get a nuclear weapon, they're never going to abide by any deal. Senator, you do you really have any faith they're going to abide by a deal? I don't. I think you have to look at alternatives, and sometimes both alternatives are bad. And so the thing is, is I do think continue to have diplomatic relations and continuing to try to come to an agreement is worthwhile doing. And what I would have done is rather than scrap the previous one, I would have tried to add to the previous one with more agreements. The problem is, is we took about 10. The last agreement allowed them not only to get, you know, billions of dollars in cash and other currency, it allowed them to continue enrichment. It allowed... It did not allow for any place, any time inspections, and it allowed them to go back to full enrichment in 2025 anyway, so it was a meaningless deal. Well, under the agreement, though, they were adhering to the restrictions on enrichment. They were still enriching, but at a low level, like at a 3%. So they quickly went to 20% and then to 60% only after we left the agreement, and then the agreement was over. So the nuclear agreement was having – it wasn't perfect. I mean, I disagreed with giving the money up front. I think it should have been given over time to This, help, this uh, next deal is worse. Time. Tens of billions of dollars. Putin builds a nuclear facility, $10 billion worth of it, and that we would import oil from people that hate our guts. How stupid a country would we be if we did that, in my view? But, uh, Senator, always fun having you on. Appreciate your time, as always. Are you up for election this year? I am. People go to randpaul.com if they want to know more about my election. But uh, we're working hard in Kentucky and hoping to win. I fully support and endorse your candidacy. God help us if you would ever lose and you're not going to lose in Kentucky. That I can that I can guarantee. Uh, But, yes, people need to help you out. I appreciate you being with us, Senator. Thanks, John. Quick break right back. Your calls on the other side. Straight ahead.
them accountable. Sean gets the answers no one else does. America deserves to know the truth about Congress. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. I mentioned with Senator Rand Paul and earlier in the program uh, how bad Biden's uh, trip was overseas and, you know, all the cleaning up they had to do. And, you know, Biden first asked about a possible chemical weapons attack by Russia and and saying that it would trigger a response in kind. Then on Friday, he's in Poland speaking to American troops that are in Poland and saying, well, you, you'll get to see for yourself. You'll see with your own eyes when you're in Ukraine. Uh, is he planning on sending troops to Ukraine? Well, anyway, the White House had to clean up that mess. Um, and then, of course, Biden went off script in the speech in Poland and pretty much called for regime change. And they cleaned up that mess. And Tony Blinken was the first out to clean up the mess in that case. And then during a presser yesterday, Biden doubled down again on re- regime change. I mean, as the Wall Street Journal, I read it to you yesterday, said you, you just cannot let this guy go off script. And he doesn't even read a teleprompter well. Now, I have a teleprompter on TV, but half of what I say on TV is ad-libbed anyway. Uh, this guy can't put together coherent sentences. This entire radio show, I'm not reading a thing except maybe a headline or two or a quote that I'm, I want to give to you. He can't do this. He's not up to this job. And then the second in charge, Kamala Harris, is even worse. Ukraine is a country in, in, in Europe. And Russia is a bigger country uh, next door. And the bigger, badder country invaded Ukraine. Okay, is this Russia, Ukraine for first graders? And and she's had one disaster after another. Anyway, so Peter Ducey puts all of this together, has this exchange with Joe Biden yesterday, and, and then Joe Biden denies that there was any cleanup. Are you worried? that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. Then what's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three are Occurred. None of the three. None of the three. Unbelievable. I, 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 I'm, I'm just sitting here in shock. And Biden's call for regime change now is being used in Russia. They've, they've got a propaganda uh, bonanza on their, their part. Uh, we saw in yesterday's press conference cheat sheets. His staff is writing out for him. He's, he, he is incapable of giving a, a real response. You know, Donald Trump does these interviews with me on TV. And probably 85% of them are on the phone. And he does these interviews, and we talk for 40 straight minutes, and he is articulate, informed, he is energized, he is on target, he, there's no hesitation. In, um, I, I, I just, the compar- there's no comparison. I know, but a few of you are upset about a few mean tweets. He doesn't have notes in front of him when I interview him. I've interviewed him a lot for years. Not one note, ever. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. I forgot the other flip-flop. Oh, do sanctions deter? Uh, uh, I never said that. Yes, you did. And we played that tape last week, too. Unbelievable times. All right. 
Karen in Pennsylvania has a question about the Senate race there. What's up, Karen? How are you? Thank you for checking in. Hi, Sean. My name is Sharon. And oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I no, thought it's, it's uh, my okay. screen. It says Karen. I apologize. No, it's okay. I was just wondering about um, you supporting Dr. Oz in the race. Um, at first, when I heard about him running, I was like, yay. And then I thought back before I was a Republican, he was a liberal and agreed with all the things that I agreed with. So I'm just wondering, um, can he be trusted? Is he in the middle? Or what is it that you think that he can be trusted to really? Um, well, let me let me give you my criteria. I will not support anybody in the middle. I am only supporting Reagan America first, make America great again, save America, Reagan Trump conservatives. Now, I've known him for years. If you remember back in 2015, Linda, you could give the list better than I can. I mean, guys like Ben Shapiro's nice guy, uh, guys like uh, Glenn Beck, uh, they were tearing me up day and night because I was supporting Donald Trump before they did, way before they did. And the reason I was supporting Donald Trump is I had had hours and hours and hours of discussions with him. And I was beyond confident that he would govern conservatively. And people would say, but he was once pro-choice, Hannity. What do you mean he's pro-life? Okay, I, I, he gave his answer. And people are either going to believe it or not. Uh, what about the money that he gave to Democrats? He even explained that by saying, yeah, I gave to both parties because I wanted to keep my buildings going up, and that's how the game is played in New York. But um, and I and I put my conservative cr credentials uh, on the line because my job is to tell you, my audience, what I truly think, and I know, and I know that Doctor Oz is exactly the person I'm describing to you. Now you don't have to believe me. There, there are other nice people in the race. I'm not getting involved in intramural uh, primaries and, and politics. I'm staying out of that. I'm just explaining why I'm supporting him. And I say it with great confidence, like I said, with great confidence that Donald Trump would be a conservative. So th does that answer your question? Great answer. Thank you. I appreciate it. And You're very, very one. welcome. Okay. God bless you. Thank you for calling. We appreciate you listening. Uh, all right, let's get to North Carolina. Don is standing by. Don, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Afternoon, sir. It's a pleasure and an honor. Um, yes, I was just calling to kind of comment in on uh, the whole Russia-Ukraine deal. Mm -hmm. um, if you listen to Biden, he's not even mentioning, like, the Ukraine people. It's about fighting Russia. It's not. It's their war, right? And you think about us in NATO, what benefit do we even have about being in NATO that happened generations ago right and I'm thinking he wanted to boost the ruble and and do what he does for his nation I understand that I can respect that I just don't like the way he's going about it but if you think about it we have most oil out of any nation on the globe due to the uh, technological advances we had in the past generation or so horizontal you know, drilling that, is that, one of it new new uh, discoveries of of vast resources yeah, starting with Anwar, North Dakota, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, you're you're right on all fronts. Yes, Natural sir. gas, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah. But but just ponder this. If we were to tap those natural resources, 
do what we do the best, refine it at the greenest way possible, the cleanest energy out there uh, comes from America, right? If we were just to undersell every other nation out there, we don't have to worry about losing a petrodollar because we'd be selling to 75% of the nations out there. We wouldn't need Saudi Arabia. We wouldn't need uh, the, the problems over in Syria. We wouldn't need any of that. And we would actually cause less wars. There'd be less wars, less fights, all that stuff, because we have the market on lock. You know, it's just a big picture of things. But we, it, we have a president it, right now that won't do it. You know, it is the single dumbest thing that this country is now doing that it, it of all the mistakes that Biden has made economic policy, a disaster. Border policy, a disaster. Uh, how it's possible going into the third year of, of this pandemic, he ran out of COVID tests over Christmas, a disaster. He ran out of monoclonal antibodies, a disaster. Uh, I've checked in with the people that I know that are on the front lines of, of COVID, and they're all telling me the same thing. Even though we know this this new variant of Omicron is now here and it's going to get big probably very quickly. They don't have the therapeutics available, readily available for everybody that would need them and want them. That is unforgivable to me. Um, then you got Afghanistan and now, and now you've got this situation with Ukraine. He He's not fit to serve. I mean, I'm just being very blunt about it. And it's not even an opinion. It is obvious. It is an you know, it's a self-evident truth, if you will. We need to just start looking after ourselves. And, you know, I love everybody out there, every nation, every person has the right to live a free, wonderful life. But we have to worry about ourselves. And it's just it's a pleasure to uh, speak to you. And that's, look, that's we, we do. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm very uh, I'm following the Reagan doctrine. And it's very simple. Not one American soldier on the ground, not one boot on the ground for this conflict. That's up to the Ukrainian people. But if they've shown incredible fortitude, strength and resilience in fighting back against Russia. Uh, and I believe we should give them the military aid to stop to stop Russia and Putin's territorial ambitions right there. Stop it there. And I think we'll all be better off. But that's up to the Ukrainian people to use the weapons. And I want them, in the end, to pay for them. It doesn't have to be paid now, but they need to pay us back. Uh, appreciate the call. Back to our busy phones, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Uh, let's say hi to Josephine is in New York. Josephine, how are you? Thank you for calling. I just kind of wanted to chime in on um, the whole episode at the Oscars. I know it's a little off topic uh, from today, but I just kind of think it was a legit situation that happened. And I also kind of feel that on behalf of people with alopecia, I don't have it myself, but I'm a hairdresser and I know mm -hmm. people that do have it. And I think that Will Smith's wife is kind of milking her situation because I don't think she has such a Is she really life. milking it? Or, you know, Linda brought up this point yesterday. Look, I, to me, I look at from a distance. I don't know a whole lot. I don't follow these Hollywood people. I I skip over those pages when I'm doing my prep every day because I'm just not that interested. 
Mm-hmm. And apparently they have this open marriage, uh, according to reports. I can't confirm it, but according to reports. And yeah, so let me let me get this straight. She's more they're more angry at this at a joke by Chris Rock. I love Chris. If Chris Rock wants to say anything about Sean Hannity, go go for it. I don't care. They're more angry at that, but he's OK with other men hooking up with his wife. I, I I'm trying. I don't get that part. It, it, you know, I've I've done stand-up comedy for fun, and you have to, as a comic, you have to have a really thick skin, but the recipient uh, who's... By the way, as a talk show host, you need to have a thick skin. You know the crap that's said about me on a regular basis? (laughs) It's, you know, I mean, it was a joke. Um, I think she's milking the situation, because if you look at close-up pictures of her, she has hair on her head. I know people that have severe cases of alopecia and mm-hmm. you have you know no hair on your head your eyebrows your eyelashes no body hair it, i can know, see that- how that issue would be sensitive for uh, even men and women i could see that yeah. here's here's my take on it and i think it's pretty unique is that i think chris rock can say whatever he wants but when i grew up if you talked about someone's wife girlfriend mother sister other family member and and you said something that hit home and hit hard um it likely would have resulted in what happened at the oscars now i i know that's toxic masculinity in this woke world but that's how i grew up and my job is to tell you the truth i was not that offended by any of it and i kind of think chris rock i admire him more because he handled it so well and i I agree. I agree. He handled it like a gentleman. I mean, he could have turned around and slapped them right back, and he didn't. You know, he went on with the show, and you know what? Somebody smacks me, it's going to be more than a smack back, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Same here. Same here. You know, I I think, you know, as his being at his first profession was being a stand-up comic, he handled it like a stand-up comic would from a heckler from the stage. You just, you know, you it's give and take. It's you know, I just, I don't know. Hey, hey, listen, I, he, he went there, uh, according to TMZ, he did not know about about Will Smith's wife's condition. And and you know what? I know Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin does a good, really good job. He gets his stories right mm-hmm. and on, on TMZ. So I, be, I if Chris said that, I kind of believe him. I, I like Chris Rock, and I like that he says anything that he wants. And I like Dave Chappelle for that reason, and, and I've said so. I am not into censoring people. I want I want Bill Maher to attack me as much as he wants. I don't care. And I want freedom of speech. And I want wokeness to dr- go away. I want cancel culture to be eliminated. And I don't care what your political views are. But I am glad you called. And thank you for your insight. We appreciate it. 800-941-SHAWN is on number if you want to be a part of the program. Quick break. Right back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.